Welcome to the Families of Character show. I'm your host, Jordan Langdon, and as a wife, mom, and licensed clinical social worker, you get practical parenting stories, research-based parenting solutions, and most of all, support. Lean in and let yourself be inspired and reminded of the gifts you have as a parent. Let's jump right in. Welcome, welcome back to the Families of Character show. This is episode two, and today I'm talking about feeling like a team of one, even though you've got a spouse or partner and kids under your roof. So last episode, we heard from Steve Markle, the founder and CEO of Families of Character, and he shared his own personal story of raising kids and his frustration in not knowing what to do when his kids were teens and were entitled, lazy, and selfish. What he realized is that he was focusing on all the wrong things, which is really ironic because the same thing he focused on 40 years ago tend to be the things parents these days overemphasize as well. Grades and athletic achievement. So go back and take a listen to episode one if you haven't already. There's some great connecting points in Steve's personal story. So I have to tell you, just the other day, I ran into a woman who told me she had the perfect child. I found that very intriguing. (laughs) And I asked her, does he ever talk back? No. Okay, well, he plays a lot of video games, right? Nope. Huh, he must get into fights with his brother and sister? Never. Whoa, I was blown away. I said, you really must have the perfect kid. I couldn't help asking her. So what's your secret? She gave me this little grin and said, he'll be six months old next Wednesday. Y'all, we all have the perfect kids and even families, for a few months, don't we? But things have a way of unfolding, or should I say unraveling over time. This episode will give you a little glimpse into my family story, into the unraveling of my family. I've kind of written the book on what not to do when it comes to perfect parenting, to be honest. Okay, not literally, but figuratively. So when my husband Josh and I got married 18 years ago, we were crazy about each other. We were most definitely each other's main priority. Y'all can relate. That's how it is in the beginning. Then we had our first child. I'm telling you, I was so full of joy for that little boy. I immediately began meeting his every need. Like, you know how it is. His life depended on me. I took my role as a mom seriously. He was literally the first thing I thought about in the morning and the last before I fell asleep. Not even joking. I committed at that moment as a new mom to do whatever it took to be sure my son had whatever he needed to be happy, healthy, and successful. Now my husband moved to the back seat. Then we adopted a dog. 
Man, I loved that dog. We rescued a greyhound. Great dogs. So I jumped right in, caring for Sawyer, just like I did my son, just anticipating his every need and meeting them. My husband was then sharing the back seat with the dog and the toddler, sometimes, if I'm being honest, actually getting tossed in the trunk. So at that time, I was working full-time as a counselor and wearing this crazy supermom cape before and after work hours. Then we had our second child. And really, my husband and I were loving the parenting moments when we actually stopped long enough to look at each other and share in them. But when I look back at that time in our life, that season, the sparks between he and I were fading. And the time I had so exclusively devoted to him kind of during our dating days had obviously now been split in four ways. Son one, son two, dog, then husband, in that order, although I didn't even realize it at the time. Then we moved from Texas to Colorado to be closer to our family, and and we had our third child, a girl. She stole my heart just like the boys, and I couldn't wait to give her everything she wanted and needed either. And I thought at that time, as long as I was taking care of the kids' stuff, everything that had to do with the kids and the home, all the domestic stuff, that I was giving my husband a real gift by him only having to focus on his job. Man, what a lucky guy, I thought. Imagine how this plays out over time. So my kids are now older and are all involved in sports, clubs, doing that tricky math that I still don't get. And I've loved them so much, they've never had to do anything for themselves. Make their beds, pack their lunches, clean up after themselves. So now, who is getting three different sports bags ready, managing the insane family calendar, working 40 hours a week, and maintaining the household? You guessed it, yours truly. So what did that look like? I'll tell you exactly what it looked like. I was a burnt out, haggard nag of a wife and mother. That's even hard to remember. It's hard to reflect on. It was painful, but that's what it looked like. I was literally loving my husband and kids out of the family. In essence, I was benching them while I ran the ball down the field for yards and yards and yards before I ever even realized no one was behind me. You see, we were all living under one roof. We shared the same last name, but everyone was living in their own separate world. We'd all build up these silos around us, and the only needs we were thinking of were our own. Everyone was used to me doing it all, but yet they were hiding from me when I'd come in the door from work. My husband had his own career goals he had poured himself into, and imagine if you're a man and your wife is absent, kind of running around chaotically doing everything for everyone, making your career your mistress, shoot, 
I was lucky that it wasn't worse. And each of my children, like I said, were walking on eggshells, wondering when I was going to snap at them or nag them to pitch in, when actually I'd never even bothered to condition them to be part of the team in the first place. I was doing it all for them, not mentoring them and showing them how to do these things on their own. And I will never forget this one moment. My daughter was taking a bath and we were having a chat and she just randomly said, Mom, I think dad wants to move. I don't think he wants to move away. I just don't think he wants to live here. Y'all talk about a punch to the gut. My four-year-old was picking up on the distance and noticing the silos in our family before I had. I remember thinking that night after everyone went to bed, you know what? I should just pack a bag and drive south to Santa Fe. (laughs) I joke that Santa Fe is my happy place. I had a really awesome experience there when I traveled there by myself one time and read books and got a massage and ate great food and just had a really cool connecting kind of spiritual experience. And so at that time, I was so desperate and broke down. I was like, man, I need to just pack it up in the middle of the night, maybe just two days, not tell anybody where I am going. And then I thought, oh, I can't do that. I've got to face this. And I'm telling you, anger and resentment had set in big time for me. I realized I had taken on too much and couldn't possibly keep this up. I'm telling you, responsibility burnout is real. I remember just thinking, how do I even begin to tear down these silos that kind of separate us in order to grow in love, joy, and unity? And do I even have the mental energy to thumb through someone else's playbook to find a different, better way? I was totally exhausted, and no one in my family was having any fun on this team. You see, here's the deal. What I didn't realize when I was a young mom who was so full of love for her children and the dog, (laughs) was that I would need to be intentional about making my husband a priority and intentional about transitioning my kids from that sort of dependent nursing phase of their life to a life where they were becoming more and more responsible for themselves. Many of us make the same mistake where we equate love with doing for and giving our kids whatever they want when they want it. But true love is when we engage our spouse and our children to grow in the positive daily habits that form their character. Because if I hoard these habits myself and do them from a place of resentment, that's not love. If I deprive them of the challenges of balancing their needs with their wants, that piece of self-control that's so good for kids to learn, that's not love either. So one day, it just kind of dawned on me. I thought, 
I need to share. I need to share the family calendar with all the players on my team so they have a chance of helping to manage activities and become responsible for their own activities and plans. Now, I'm telling you, when you have these light bulb moments, I don't know about you, but I must admit, it had felt, it, it just felt like I had found a cure to cancer when this occurred to me. I, it was like, no more team of one. I'm not doing this anymore. It's not benefiting me. It's definitely not benefiting my spouse and kids. Although for a long time, I believed it was. So today I want to share with you what I put together for my own family to help get us all on the same page and really engage everyone to pitch in and become responsible for their own tasks. This is the platform for everything our family does. Seriously, this is where it all happens. We started this in 2019. It's 2022 now. And we have continued, we started this in 2019 and have continued every single week since. Hey there, parents. Let's take a quick pause. If you're tired of crawling into bed at night, feeling like you failed your spouse and kids, are tired of running at the speed of light and feeling like you're nagging and yelling all the time, I've got a resource for you. Designed for busy families just like yours, our Thriving Family Accelerator was created in direct response to seeing many couples struggle with the stress and demands of parenting while constantly feeling like they're failing. The truth is, you can be wildly in love with your spouse while raising kids, and you can enjoy a relationship with your kids where you're no longer nagging and yelling. Picture this. Love and connection are abundant in your marriage. You're parenting as a united team, and you're enjoying a true friendship with your spouse where you can laugh and kick back like old times. Are you ready to accelerate connection and unity in your marriage and family? Then join us for the next Thriving Family Accelerator from the comfort of your own home. Spots will sell out soon, so click the link in our show notes to sign up or go to our website, familiesofcharacter.com and click the shop tab. Now back to the episode. So here it is, a weekly family huddle. Think of a sports team and why they huddle up consistently. Maybe you played on a sports team yourself. Remember what happened in those huddles and why would you get together? What would be happening in the game or in practice that would indicate a huddle was needed? A family huddle is exactly the same. There are three essential steps to a family huddle. And this is what we implemented ultimately to really unify our team, to go from that team of one to a team where we had peace and laughter back in our home. No one was running scared when one of us walked in the door. People were wanting to be involved and engaged instead. So step one, 
choose a growth theme to hone in on for the month. So your marching orders are either respect or responsibility, or in our case, was we started with organization. That was the theme for the month. Every family I know can work to get a little better at being on time or picking up after themselves or prioritizing things in their life. And so organization, the theme of organization really encapsulates all those things. So imagine this theme being front and center in the minds of everybody in your family for 30 days. A focused growth mindset really helped our family feel solid because we knew the game plan. There was no more just winging it or no more, uh, you know, captain of the team that was running down the field with everyone else sitting on the bench watching the butterflies fly by. That was how it used to be. So a theme for the month. Number two, have a brief weekly family huddle where all of you huddle up together and you encourage positive participation by everyone. So during your huddle, it's very simple. All you do is you start with reviewing the calendar for the upcoming week and you allow everyone from the, you know, your spouse all the way down to a toddler to see the family calendar. Getting a visual is key for both your spouse and kids alike. Remember how I said I needed to share? Sharing is caring. (laughs) If they can't see and don't know the plans for the week, you may remain a team of one. We don't want that for you. Huddling up united us and helped foster this strong sense of belonging from our teenager all the way down to our toddler. And it's true. I'm a counselor. I've been working with families for 18 years. When we feel we are part of something that we belong and we're not alone, we're more resilient. We cope more effectively with difficult times in our lives. And coping well with hardships decreases the physical and mental effects of these situations. Can I get an amen? I mean, who does not want that? The third step is identifying one specific goal to work on daily. So between your weekly family huddles, let's say you huddle up like we do on Sunday evenings from 6.30 to 7 p.m., you're going to identify one goal that each person in the family is going to work on that is related to your theme of the month. And then you're going to work on those individually between your family huddle. So for example, if organization is your theme of the month, Maybe as a parent, your daily goal is to get up when your alarm goes off and then turn around and make your bed because that helps you start your day with intention and purpose and you've already said yes to yourself, not breaking your integrity, your personal integrity. Then for your kids, it may be for them to hang up their backpacks every day when they get home from school and unload their homework or make sure that they are picking up their room before they go to bed every night. It's one specific goal you work on each day for the month. When each person in the family has the, ch- the freedom to kind of choose a specific vice, 
that is um, difficult for them to overcome, to change, they feel empowered and supported by the rest of your family. So for us, that that daily action, those those daily goals, it felt kind of like conditioning or strength training with a team. Each of us had a different workout, so to speak, or a different goal we were working on, depending on our position on the team. But we felt really positive knowing that everyone was doing their part to kind of make our whole team stronger. So this is kind of a funny sidebar. Obviously, you can end your huddle however you want. In the Langdon family, here's what we do. We literally huddle up in a circle, place our hands on top of each other in a pile, and someone counts to three. One, two, three, and we yell, Team Langdon at the top of our lungs and we throw our hands in the air and then we celebrate with a family reward like ice cream sundaes or a movie night and that's it. Y'all this simple daily, weekly, monthly formula of growth, unity, and action has taken this former burnout, exhausted, resentful mom wanting to go to Santa Fe from feeling like a team of one to a refreshed, goal-oriented, joyful mom who still takes a lead role managing the calendar, of course I do, but now has willing and able players to really step in and share the tasks and responsibilities with joy. And my husband, y'all, He is back in the front seat with me. Date nights are even a regular thing on our calendar now. And our kids get to see that as they review the calendar with us in our huddles. And they come to expect our date nights and appreciate those. And the confidence and courage of our kids has gone through the roof because they are taking ownership of all those things I was doing for them before. It is awesome. So Team Langdon went from not even being able to make plans for the upcoming weekend because we were so bogged down in the day-to-day to a family who is planning months in advance and even tackling some super fun five-year plans. Y'all, we have a goal to visit all 50 states in a five-year period. All of us have to be in each state, and we've already made it to 26 states, and I credit that to this system that we've implemented. I'm not kidding. Like I said, the family huddle is the foundation for everything we plan and do and how we get together and unify our family so we are no longer siloing, but we're together. You can do this too. Team Jones, Team Kennedy, Team Wen, Team Roberts. Join our community of families who are building character and and just cruising through life with a game plan. You see, we can't parent on accident. We need to parent and lead our families from a place of intentionality or it all gets away from us and we have regrets looking back. So this is my challenge for you this week. I want you to consider where you are in family life right now. And then think, what might happen if you begin 
thinking intentionally. And what do I mean by that? What would your family experience? How would your family be different if you began simply having a weekly family huddle to get everyone on the same page in a positive way? What if you began thinking intentionally about how you parent your kids and how you grow together as a family? Have a conversation with your spouse about this. Write it in a journal. Jump on our private Facebook group if you're not there already. It's called Thrive by Families of Character and post about it or direct message us. But let's get the ball rolling in our families in 2022. I can tell you with certainty that once my husband and I started being intentional about our parenting, our family transformed and we continue to be excited about growing more and more. So that's a wrap for today. If you like what you heard, do us a favor, share it with your friends and family. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Like I said, join our private Facebook group, Thrive by Families of Character. And in that group, we continue to uplift and inspire and give practical advice on how to take your parenting and family life to the next level. Thanks for joining us. And please remember, we are always in your corner.